The following episode of BG Mania is brought to you by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. To BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games, where we explore some excellent music and talk about our experience with each game. I'm Brian, joined as always by I can't believe that he is still on the episode. It's Frank. <laughs> wow. Hey you guys. know, like how how this episode is. I can't believe we haven't played this music. This is I can't believe Frank, you still work here. Well, work is a very liberal word. <laughs> True. For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes like our anniversaries. So you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. We need those ratings and reviews, please. If you could take a couple minutes out of your day to... Leave us a, a rating, whatever you think we're worth. Five stars, four stars, three stars. I don't care. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. That way more people find us. We need to be discovered. We need it. We need it. And they need to hear this excellent music that we found for this episode that we haven't played yet. But before we get to that, I want to make one final plug. A plug that we've been making on uh, Max Level. And I do believe we made it on last week on BG Mania as well. E3 season is here once again. And we want to remind all of you that Level Down Games will have full coverage like normal this year. Leveldowngames.com forward slash E3 is our hub for the entire event where you can see a list of all confirmed press conferences and things that we will be reacting to and discussing during the week. Normal episodes of both Max Level and BG Mania will also be posting that week, but you do not want to miss our coverage. Look for full reaction videos shortly after each conference ends on our YouTube channel, as well as in-depth discussions and thoughts on Max Level and future episodes of Flavor Text, a show we do on YouTube every Thursday, after E3 concludes. Once again, that's leveldowngames.com forward slash E3 to see a full list of the festivities. Frank, are you excited for this episode? I am super excited for this episode. I had so much fun trying to find tracks that we haven't played, and just like your first track, 
<laughs> this whole this whole this whole episode is going to be we really didn't play that. How did we miss this? Like we are 98 episodes deep, Frank. We are 98 episodes deep. Right. Not only that, we did deep dives, but I have tracks from Yoku Shimomura, Hip Tanaka, David Weiss, people who we've like gone in depth in. Yeah. And still haven't picked some of their heaviest hitting tracks. Like it's unbelievable the things that we pulled up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this was a lot of fun. We went through our spreadsheet again. We have a, a spreadsheet on Google Docs where we have the list of every game we've ever picked from the music we've played here on BG Mania throughout the last 98 episodes. Uh, and it was a lot of fun going through that and seeing, OK, well, there's no representation of this game on here. Let's see what we can find there. Or, man, we've played all this music from this series, but we've never played this particular track like that. That's what's actually fun about this episode. And uh, we found 16 great things that it's a tragedy that it's taken 98 episodes for them to get featured on an episode. <laughs> and we kick things off with my first pick that I'm surprised it was my pick because this is really, I thought, a total Frank pick. And and another one that I thought we picked already. <laughs> I was super surprised when you submitted your list and didn't see it on there. So I was like, all right, well, I'm keeping it because it has to be played. It's the opening theme from Pokemon Generation 1, Red, Blue and Yellow. Uh, Blue came out in Japan October 15th, 1996, red and green over in Japan, February 27th, 1996. We would see it here in North America as red and blue, September 28th, 1998. So the same, what, two years after? Yeah. Yeah, two years after. So uh, composed by Junichi Masuda, the wonderful Junichi Masuda, who has done some fan freaking tastic compositions for Pokemon in the past. And crazy that we haven't played this yet because... Really, we were looking through it as we did with all of these, and we've played a, not a, a lot of Pokemon music. We've played probably 10 tracks, but we've only played two from the Generation 1, and we played Lavender Town US version and Lavender Town Japanese version. So that's all we've played from the first Pokemon game, which is kind of funny. Yeah, dude. And I wanted to pick this original version from Pokemon Generation 1 because it's the iconic version. Like, there, there has been much better versions. Pokemon Let's Go has a very fantastic version of this track, but I wanted the original. There's a great version in the Pokemon anime as well. Uh, this this is this is one of the major driving themes of Pokemon. Was the anime version before this or after? <sighs> That's a very good question. And yeah, I, just I, I wonder if the, I wonder if the anime version was inspired by this or if this was inspired by the anime version, because I know they came out probably somewhere around the same time. I mean, the late 90s or, you know, mid to late 90s was when the Pokemon cartoon was airing regularly. So I don't know. That's an interesting question. But yeah, this this music is Pokemon, dude. Everything about Pokemon is this track right here. Like, that's what I think when I think Pokemon. And it gives me yeah. even even though I'm not a huge Pokemon fan, I'm starting to be like I, I really started getting into it with uh, Pokemon Let's Go recently on the Switch. You know, I picked up the Eevee version as we talked about. Frank has the Pikachu version. And we have Sword and Shield coming out later this year where myself, Frank, and our two co-hosts from Max Level, Sean and Kyle, all four of us are getting Pokemon this year. Generation 8, are we on? Yeah, we're on 8. Uh, I think, Frank, you're getting Sword Shield? Shield. And I'm Me getting too. Sword. And then I think Kyle and Sean are also splitting. Like, one of them's getting Sword, one of them's getting Shield. That way, we have two and two, and there's easily people to trade back and forth with just, you know, throughout our little group here at Max Level and BG Mania and Level Down Games. Even as someone who's not huge into Pokemon until recently, this track brings back a lot of nostalgic memories for me. And even though I didn't play these games, which is fun. I am going to hit you with a blast in the past as well. That really, we didn't play this. When we hop on a Craigslist, go to Miss Connections. We never even we never even 
actually explained that. Should we explain that real quick? We should. We should. We should. Okay. So we call we call the episode "Missed Connections" for a reason, right? Yes. So uh, on Craigslist, there's a section on there under it's called "Missed Connections," and it's about like you see somebody out in public at a grocery store. They, you, know, you, you catch their eye, you want to say something, but you chicken out or you just don't go over there. And then you put you put it online like, hey, I saw you at Walmart wearing that green mini skirt. <laughs> I, I, I was the guy in the Pokemon shirt. Uh, let's get it on. <laughs> and then they never respond and you feel heartbroken and crushed. And, and, and then, you know, who knows? Has a misconnection ever ended up with love? I doubt it. You know what? I bet there has been one. I bet there's been a misconnection that's that's resulted in a connection. It's had to have happened. Yeah. But the idea behind it was that, you know, we've looked over these things so many times. We've we've seen these tracks as we've been picking music. We, we, we live in this friggin' spreadsheet. We're looking at this spreadsheet all yeah. the time. We, we see these music and these tracks that we haven't picked and it's just misconnections. We just didn't, you know, they didn't catch us at the time or we didn't catch them. And now they're finally here. This is an episode full of eye catching Missed connections. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, it's not eye catching because it's an audio podcast, Brian. So, yeah, my track here from Double Dragon. This is the title theme. Title theme from Double Dragon came out June 1987. That's one of you know we talk about it all the time. Sometimes they didn't have an actual date. Right. Composed by David Weiss. Yeah, so good, man. So good. Do you believe this was Tecmos or Technos who put out the game at the time uh, for Double Dragon? Uh, I don't have that exactly, but I'm trying to remember back in the day. Uh, man, I played the hell out of this game. Oh. Absolutely. And this is one of the tracks that just constantly popped in my popped in my head when I think Double Dragon. I'm looking through the list and like, we've never played anything with Double Dragon. Double Dragon had a lot of great songs. Ever. No, this is the this is the first time this entire IP makes an appearance on BG Mania. It's the fir- first time. It took 98 episodes to get Double Dragon in, uh, onto these uh yep. onto BG Mania. 
unreal because I, I honestly I could have picked all level dragon tracks and they all have been great. They are all great, man. And this is the famous Bimmy and Jimmy, dude. Bimmy and Jimmy, indeed. <laughs> Not only, I, I'm fairly certain, I can be wrong here, and uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the title theme and the end theme. I think it's, I think they, they've recycled it for both. I don't know, but that's an interesting thing. I will have to look that up after because I'm not I'm not sure I could see them doing that. It, it fits. I could see it fitting both like a beginning and an ending. It has that feel to it. I don't know. I, I, I'm about 95 percent certain. But uh, again, don't quote me because I've been <laughs> wrong from time to time. <laughs> it's a very epic piece of music, though, man. David Wise, again, we've talked about him so often here on the show. Incredible composer and what he was able to Rare do there. Talent, man. Yeah. What he was able to do there with the uh, with the NES sound chip, very, very well done. Very well done. And uh, unknowingly, I also picked a David Wise track for the episode. Nice. And I actually had it already pegged as the third thing I was going to play. Get I always, out of here. I always put my stuff in a, in a predetermined order before before we start. So. Oh, no, I fly by this in my pants. I know, I know you do. That's why I kind of thought it was funny that, we're, that we were going back to back on this. So you're kind of going to hear a little bit of a progression of, of David Wise's technique, especially because there's some similar elements you're going to hear with this one, which I think is kind of cool. From Donkey Kong Country, this is the Bonus Room Blitz. was Bonus Room Blitz from Donkey Kong Country, again composed by David Wise. This released here in North America, November 21st, 1994. Uh, when was Double Dragon? Uh, June 1987. So this was, man, seven years after. So you're definitely hearing a, a much, you know, probably more knowledgeable David Wise. Uh, I, I think I do like Bonus Room Blitz quite a bit more than the the title theme from Double Dragon, just because there's so much more a better sound trip to work with. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. Just like you're, you're definitely hearing a much more knowledgeable and experienced David Wise with this particular track. Uh, fantastic freaking piece of music. Uh, funny enough, how I mentioned it before we do that bonus stage on max level where we compete at the end of the show and whoever wins gets to do like the final words before we deliver the outro. This is actually a track that we've played during that before as well. So if you listen to both Max Level and BG Mini, you'll have heard this during that segment, which is kind of fun. Great freaking piece of music, man. Another one that I cannot believe we haven't played because we did an entire episode where we looked at music from the trilogy of games on the Super Nintendo, the Donkey Kong Country 1, 2 and 3 from uh, from Donkey Kong Country 1, where this uh, piece of music actually comes from. We've played DK Island Swing, Minecart Madness, Aquatic Ambience, Treetop Rock, Gangplank Galleon, Fear Factory and the title theme. We've never played this, which is absolutely crazy. Mm. And it's so good, man. As I just said, when we listened to the uh, Double Dragon music, David Wise really freaking knows what he's doing. 
And the way that this has that, it really has that jungly feel to it while still keeping it fun. Uh, and while, while we're here, uh, we'll, we'll set the rewind right now. A little bit of a rewind as we do on max level. Uh, the title theme and the closing theme, two completely different songs. <laughs> For Double Dragon. To, to be fair, though, um, I think I've only seen that ending screen once and it was a long, long time ago. It's a hard game. It's a it's a fairly challenging game. It is. I have finished it too, though. It's it is fairly challenging. Okay. Yeah, sure, you're Brian. You you still have a throne of flies. Okay, Frank. <laughs> where are you taking us next? You know where you are, Brian. In the jungle, you're in baby. The jungle baby. And you're gonna die. <laughs> From Contra, this is the jungle theme. Was the jungle theme from Contra. Uh, Contra came out in the States February 20th, 1987. Composed by Motoaki Furukawa, uh, who actually has, just like everyone else, uh, composed something for Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brawl, and I'm assuming because uh, he was also the composer for the, uh, the Master System version of Metal Gear. There was probably a Master System uh, you know, a version of that. Okay. He also did the music for Sunset Riders and Snatcher. But uh, yeah, we've only ever played one other track from Contra. We played the Waterfall stage. But this is the first track. This is the jungle. It's the first one. Correct. Level. This is, this is, this is one. stage one. Exactly. <laughs> um, and again, another one I thought we played already because I was like, we've had to have picked from Contra. And then when I saw we only had one track from Contra, I'm like, that's weird. That's such a big part of our gaming life. I mean, the Konami code, while it existed in other games, Everyone also knows it as the Contra code, you know, it's and it's it's such a iconic piece of music that really is is built into like the history of the NES even just I mean, I can't. What did we play? Oh, that was in the was that in the water stage episode? I wonder the waterfall. Oh, I'm, I'm curious. So. Yeah, I think it might have been around that the time frame we played that track. It, it really does. It's a track that makes you want to. Like it gets you in the mood to play Contra. Like it, it, does. it, it fires you up. Man, like 
I had this right now. I'm not even kidding. Like, and yeah, man. And, and one of those franchises that just really fell to the wayside. We'll probably never see a revitalization of Contra again. Yeah. And I don't I mean, know that I want to see a revitalization. Like, it's so perfect back how it was. I mean, the ending's a little weird, but uh, yeah, True. Contra's a great game. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's the same thing with any game back then. They're kind of kind of weird anyway. I don't know. Uh, my next pick is also kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, from a from an IP that we've played in the franchise that we played a lot of music from, but we've never played this particular track. From Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. This is within these castle walls. was within these castle walls from Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest, which released on the NES here in North America December 1st, 1988. Japan got it on the Famicom Disk System uh, the year prior, August 28th, 1987. This was composed by the Konami Kukia Club, which I believe is the official name for the in-house in like Konami sound team studio, like the Falcom JDK sound team, <laughs> all that kind of stuff we talk about. I believe it's the Konami Kukia Club. Uh, which consists of Kenichi Matsubara, Satoe Terashima, and Koiji Murata. We did an entire two-block <laughs> episode on Castlevania back in 2017, our first ever October month where we, you know, uh, entire month is all spooky-themed. Our first time ever doing that, we did Castlevania Part 1 and Castlevania Part 2. In those two episodes and in everything we've played since then, we've only played three tracks from Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest, Bloody Tears, Dwelling of Doom, and Silence of the Daylight, arguably three amazing tracks as well. But we've never played within the castle walls or within these castle walls, which is another fan freaking tastic piece of music. I almost picked it myself. I was telling Brian, I was like, I was, I was, like, I was looking through, I was like, you know what? We haven't played this one, but I picked something different. We've played a lot of Castlevania. So, I mean, I can see why you probably went to something else. No, no, just, no. The reason I wanted to is I wanted to like try to pick a game that we picked like almost every track from. Yeah. Which I have one of those coming up. I have the very last track from a game we can ever pick from again, nice. which is kind of sad for me. But I was, but I, but I was just, I was digging through. I was like, you know, what, what, what is underrepresented? That's why I kind of moved. But my, my initial intent was we played every song, what, you know, the one we, the one we missed. Right. And I'm, and I'm glad you have one of those coming up for, I, for real. I do. I want to pick something uh, next that 
we have not picked from before. Another uh, first time uh, entrant into the BG Mania family. Okay. From Crash Bandicoot, this is Insanity Beach. Insanity Beach from Crash Bandicoot. Uh, the version we played was from the remastered remake that came out in what year, Brian? Remind me. Uh, I think it was 2017, because 2018 was Spyro, so 2017 would have yeah. had to been Crash Bandicoot, the uh, insane trilogy on modern platforms. Uh, this came out September 9th, 1996, composed by Josh Mansell, who, of course, is known for Crash Bandicoot, but also known for the uh, Jack and Daxter series. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he he worked on both of those games for Naughty Dog when, when they did the uh, when they did them for Sony. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and we mentioned we, we, ha- we have not played anything from Crash Bandicoot. We really haven't explored the platformer games from PlayStation just yet. Yeah, we, we, we really have been focusing knows, heavily maybe on up, Maybe that's an upcoming episode. We don't know yet. It could be. It could be, depending on what we can find and how many we can actually find. I can't. I know Crash Bandicoot. I know Jack and Daxter. Ratchet and Clank, to an extent, is a platformer. At least some of them are. I don't Sly know. Cooper Sly Cooper, maybe. So, I mean, we can, and again, everything we just mentioned there, four franchises we've, I think, ignored 100%. I don't yeah. think we've played yeah. a single track from, well, Crash Bandicoot, we know we haven't. Uh, Jack and Daxter, we have not. Ratchet and Clank, we have not. No, we have. We did one cre- uh, quest for booty, the uh, Lythoin Ks we played from that. And uh, Sly Cooper, one track from the second version, Sly Cooper 2, Arpeggio Ship. So, yeah, we, we've largely ignored those four. So I'm sure there's even more that we can think of as well. So that might be an episode in the future. But this, again, music, it, it's so freaking good, man. It's so iconic. Like, this is really, this is 1995. That's what it is. That's what it is for me. Obviously, a better version of 1995. Was it 96? 96. I thought Crash Bandicoot launched alongside, I, I'm, I'm sure, you, and you just said it as well, but I, I'm sure you, I'm, I thought Crash Bandicoot launched with the PS1. No, September 9th, 96. Damn, it was almost a, it was a year after because the, the PlayStation was 90 and a 95. Damn, I thought that and was a launch. And, and, and it's one of the, it's one of the games that I most associate Associated with. Absolutely. As well. spe- spe- especially the awesome commercials. The guy wearing the, <laughs> the, the Crash Bandicoot had the best commercials with the guy in the horrible mascot costume. Yeah, 
that those commercials and the Spyro commercials are fantastic hmm. back in the freaking day, man. Those commercials were so good. Uh, great pick, though. Glad we finally got some crash on the episode. I want to go now to a game where we've played one track from the 2006 version of this game, but it's it's a game that's kind of been around since the, the late 80s and it just kind of constantly gets re-released and redone and over and over and over again. From OutRun, this is Magical Sound Shower.
And that was Magical Sound Shower from OutRun, which originally released September 1986. As I said, it's been released everywhere. Arcade, the Amiga, Commodore, Genesis, Game Gear. It's on. There's a version on the Switch, Saturn. I mean, the, the version I'm most familiar with, the Genesis and arcade versions. I used to play this all the freaking time at Kahunaville, dude. Like when, when the Kahunaville was out <laughs> my local mall, I used to go there all the time and play OutRun and Daytona USA. Two freaking fantastic Sega classic racers. And what was their other one? Uh, Sega Rally Championship. Rally Championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those three, man. Those three, I'd spent a ton of time playing those in the uh, in the local arcade. And what, like I said, the one I had was Kahunaville. I'm kind of sad I didn't have any other arcades. We've played one other track, as I mentioned, from OutRun 2006. We played Splash Wave, but we've never played Magical Sound Shower, which is actually a track that I discovered uh, well, not discovered, but rediscovered thanks to the Super Mercado Brothers. It's one of their actual favorite tracks of all time. And I just remember how freaking much I used to hear this piece of music playing Outrun in the arcades and how freaking popular this track is. I looked it up. The Outrun soundtrack, it's pretty good. I mean, we've always known Outrun and, and, and really Sega Racers have always had good music. Sega Rally Championship has good music. Daytona USA has good music, but Outrun had good music as well. Uh, composed, and I don't think I actually said it, composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. This track has so many views on YouTube. Like, people love this music, and I see why. It's great. Well, it's, I know this track. It's a popular track. Absolutely. It's one of the most popular, if not the most popular one from OutRun. Oh, man. It's anything to keep on remaking it. I would love for arcades again you know we said we had a whole episode i would love to make a resurgence because i would play a new one yeah i would love to play a new uh a new outrun like I'll, even if outrun it was 2020 uh, i'll go to dave and busters i don't care we're gonna go from one racer to another um okay plan it this way, but that's how we go from the classic super nintendo game super mario kart this is the main theme From Super Mario Kart uh, came out in the US September 1st, 1992, composed by Soyo Oka. Uh, we have played a Super Mario Kart track before. We played yeah. Rainbow Road. I love this game. This is. This is one of the best on the Super Nintendo and one of the best in general, Mario Kart in general. I remember just playing this for hours and hours and hours with my sister, who I love. I'm sorry for being so mean to you last week. <laughs> Yeah, right. Sure you are. Come on, I can just try to say I'm sorry. I the reason the reason I've largely looked over Mario Kart is because I still have plans to do like dives into the Mario Kart music. But you're right. We we've largely ignored it for almost 100 episodes. Like it's crazy that we've went to 100 episodes and we didn't have to pull the Mario Kart card like in order to do an episode title. That's kind of yeah, cool, weird. but it's it's weird at the same time. I still really want to dive into and do episodes much like we did with Sonic recently, thanks to our our submission from um, Martin over in the UK. 
I would love to do a dive into like the retro Mario Kart music and like the modern Mario Kart music in the future. And we'll probably maybe even do one of those episodes later this year. That sounds like a fun idea. I'm down for that. Classic piece of music, though, man. I, and again, we we talked about uh, last week with, with the, the childhood memories and like my stories with my dad and Super Off-Road and, and Super Mario World. Super Mario Kart is another one of those games that uh, that really him and I used to fire up all the time and just play the crap out of. It's super fun. This is the, this is like the one of the most perfect games to just play with someone else. Like, I mean, I don't think I would have had as much fun playing this game by myself. I, I, my memories are just dominating my sister and popping those balloons. And so, still a backhand like backhanded compliment, just like last week. No, it's not, it's not a compliment at all. Uh, this is me trash talking. <laughs> I'm better than uh, Mario Kart. Come get some. <laughs> <laughs> Great pick, though, man. Like I said, it, it's so iconic. Look for look for the Mario Kart episodes in the future, because we I really do want to explore some of that stuff. Soya Oka, someone that really didn't do much else besides the music for Super Mario Kart. And I freaking love what she did with it, too. I do want to go on now to a another game that we've played a handful of tracks from. But for whatever reason, we've never played the main title. So from Banjo Kazooie, this is the main title. Uh-huh. Was the main title from Banjo Kazooie, which released here on the Nintendo 64, June 29th, 1998. As we've talked about before, this is one of those games that never released in Japan. Uh, composed by the wonderful and talented Grant Kirkhope. We've played a ton, not a ton, like I said, a handful of music from Banjo Kazooie, five tracks Click Clock Wood, Mad Monster Mansion, Freeze Easy Peak, Final Battle, and Spiral Mountain. Never the main theme, which is super weird. Because this really is Banjo Kazooie. This is what yeah. I associate with Banjo Kazooie. The dun 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 dun. Like, dude, that's just banjo. I you know again, this this came out of us, you know, just a casual conversation. I wonder how many main themes you skipped along the way. Yeah, probably a lot. Just just just, just in general, just not like not, like thinking that hey, we've, we 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 want to play this already. Probably this could, this could be another. This could be another. Uh, we could probably do another misconnection. Main theme, uh, (laughs) misconnection, main theme edition or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, that might be something fun to do like in another year or so. Because yeah, the same thing, the same thing that you said, this is Banjo Kazooie to me. Literally, I was glad to hear that the the noise was part of the theme. Instead of like just being a sound effect. Yeah, because that because I oh, that's how I associate it with you know like, it, it's weird it's 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 would be weird not to hear it. Yeah, absolutely, man, and it's so freaking good. I spent besides like Ocarina of Time and Mario sixty four, all those games that I played all the time on the Nintendo sixty four. One of the games I played more than anything else was Banjo Kazooie. 
Like, I spent so much time with this game. I'm going to ask you and see if you're on the same page as me. Is this your favorite collectathon? Yes. Okay, so yes. we're, we're, we're the same exact format. I had to think yeah. about it for about 10 seconds, not even, but yes, because I briefly compared it to Donkey Kong 64, which is a great collectathon as well. Also rare. Fantastic game, but I think they did it better with Banjo-Kazooie. I think I think they just they perfected the formula with Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, Donkey Kong 64 is a little bit more mundane, I guess, in the tasks and the way that they had you collecting it. Banjo just flowed seamlessly and it worked really well and the music I mean granted the music for Donkey Kong 64 is fantastic as well which is a Donkey Kong game that we've not really explored at all we've played Creepy Castle from Donkey Kong 64 we, didn't wow. even play the, we haven't even played the rap dude so this coconut gun will fire at you he's the youngest <laughs> member of the Donkey Kong crew okay. uh, sounds like the B-52s Whatever the hell their yes. name was. <laughs> Ooh, what am I gonna hit you with next? You know what? The word hit. The word hit is where we're gonna work over here. Okay. From from Street Fighter Two. This is Blanca Stage. Blanca stage from Street Fighter 2 came out on July 15th, 1992, composed, as we all know, by the great Yoko Shimomura. Woo! Love her. We've only ever picked one track from Street Fighter 2, and that's Guile's theme, which goes yeah, with everything. Absolutely as, as, insane. As, as, dude. As, as the meme says. Absolutely insane. We've only picked one particular track from Street Fighter 2, a phenomenal soundtrack by Miss Yoko Shimomura. Uh, that will be rectified in the future. That we promise you. Yeah, well, we're gonna be, we're gonna be, we're gonna be correcting that because there's, there's quite a few stage themes in Street Fighter 2 that just deserve to be played. Uh, probably even more so than Blanca stage. I don't know. Blanca's a great track, though. 
I always loved Blanca State. I love that track in general. It, it's very fitting because, you know, when you play Street Fighter and you go to the, from world to world, you hear like, USSR, Brazil. Whenever I heard Brazil, like this, this, you know, even when I hear the word Brazil, mm-hmm. the song plays in my head, which is nutty. <laughs> and the reason this one got picked like over a more popular one was a, a restaurant just recently opened near us uh, here on Long Island, and it was, it's called something, something Brazil. So when it clicked in my head, I'm like, Brazil, Street Fighter. Here. Like, because I, I, when I'm doing my picks, I'm, I'm a nut job like that. Is it called Texas Day Brazil? Texas Day Brazil. It's that's, a, it, that's a uh, Brazilian steakhouse. They have yes. those in Las Vegas as well. Yeah, that's how I'm familiar okay, with them. Yeah. One, one just opened up uh, down the road. Okay. Forty-seven ninety-nine. All you can eat. Yeah, and they bring the meat to your table and they cut it off right there on the skewers. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to try to go. Uh, good stuff. I'm going to try to go tomorrow. And if my friend doesn't want to go, if she's if she's playing uh, being a pain in the ass, I'll go by myself. I don't care. You'll go by yourself and you'll eat all the meat that you can and you'll put them out of business. I don't care. <laughs> I paid my forty-seven ninety-nine. It's all you can no eat. Shame, no shame in my game. If I want to stay here till four a.m., I will. Yes, you're gonna need security and the police to get me out of the building. And you better keep on having extra staff to bring me that meat. <laughs> yeah, the, the song is like just permanently burned into my head, and they've remade the song for you know future versions and stuff. Yeah. But this, this this is the iconic Blanca stage. Again, like I said, I will definitely be playing some more Street Fighter in the future because... Sounds good. It's one of my favorites of all the times. I and, look forward and, to it. And, and Yoko Shimamura, she can do no wrong. I agree with you. And I look forward to that too, so... Uh, dude, I just took a peek ahead at the six tracks we have coming up to close out the episode. This is a very, very, very strong lineup of tracks we're about to play right here. This, <laughs> is, this is absolutely insane. Um, we're going to move on now to my next pick, and it comes from the original Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 1 on the NES. This is the town theme. the town theme from the original Final Fantasy on the NES, which released here in North America sometime in May 1990. Japan had it December 18th, 1987, so almost three years prior, which is kind of crazy. I think I can guess the composer. Oh, yeah? Who? Uh, Nobu Yumatsu. Nobu Yumatsu, the man himself. Exactly, man. Such... Uh, it would be sh- sh- shame on me if I wouldn't have I that. know. <laughs> such a freaking fantastic JRPG composer and just composer in general. I absolutely love him. Love everything he does. 
we did an entire deep dive into the entire Final Fantasy collection of games, the mainline games, and we did music for each game. Plus, we did an episode where we looked at music from Towns, and we still skipped this track. It, it made the calling twice. It's pretty good. Yeah. And one of my, as, as anyone that listens to our content and has been listening to it since we started, BG Mania is still my favorite thing we do. And it's, I know Frank's the same oh, way. Like, BG Mania is our favorite show that we do. It's our favorite piece of content that we do on a week-to-week basis. But something that I absolutely loved that we started doing uh, last year, at the beginning of last year, was revisiting the classics. And we did this thing where we were trying to go through and play through all like the Final Fantasy games and all the Pokemon games and all that kind of stuff. Well, it kind of got a little too ambitious and we stopped doing it about halfway through the year. But for a while there, you and I were playing through the Final Fantasy games together, like side by side and just sharing our experience and talking about it in long form on, on podcast form. And that was super fun. Like, I really liked doing that. Yeah, I mean, these are games I never played, and I've gotten pretty deep into this. I played up to eight. Yeah, yeah, and I really liked doing that and listening to the music and re-exploring those games. Uh, Cannot believe we've skipped this track twice, because this really is, in my opinion, probably top five or top three even of most iconic town themes that have ever been made. Just because it's (laughs) it's so... It's so classic. It's so retro. It's so good. Did you see my face when I said we didn't play this? Yeah, yeah. It was, I'm surprised, man. Surprise is all I can say. And it's such a good piece of music. I'm going to get you another SNES classic racer here. Okay. With something that I demand from you. From F-Zero, this is Silence. Was silence from F-Zero. Uh, F-Zero hit here stateside August 23rd, 1991. This particular track composed by, I found two composers, I couldn't find the exact one. It was either Yumiko Kanki or Naoto Ishida. I'm going to say both. In probably. Tandem. probably. I mean, it's probably one of those where they just contributed different things to the soundtrack. We've only played two tracks from the original F-Zero. Big Blue and Mute City. And it's such a freaking great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. A game that we desperately need a new entry in on the Switch. Oh, yeah, without question, dude. Without question. It's gotta happen. It's gonna happen, and we're going to play the ever-loving crap out of this online, you and I. Yeah, um, absolutely, and I dude. Def- and I will defeat you, for I am the greatest. No, you suck. I'll, I'll get revenge on, on Nicole's behalf for you, for her. Oh, dude, and that's, that's a good question. Have we ever played F-Zero? I don't think, I don't think I ever had to play F-Zero. No. 
<laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, I used to, when, when you beat somebody so many times at a game, it, 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 <laughs> it just kind of it kind of blends all together. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, oh, oh, it, it, it's just Mario Kart in space. No, no, I'm not gonna play it with you. Yeah, dude, what a great piece of music! Like it's so like I love how it starts, dude, and dude, and and then it like starts getting like the actual beat kicks in about 30, 35 seconds. Freaking phenomenal, dude! I love this track. And that's literally, I love this track in general. It is, it is a track, yeah, but I love this piece of music. <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. We really need to dive more into F-Zero in the future as well. We do, because if you just go through all the games in general, remember that the GameCube one had a theme for just every single character in the game. Yeah, uh, we played uh, the GX. We played Night of Big Blue and Biorex's theme from GX. Uh, Biorex's theme actually re- kind of recently as well. But yeah, uh, yeah, man, we really just, we, we really do need to dive more into F-Zero. Because uh, I'm hoping that we can coincide that episode with like a f- upcoming Nintendo Switch release or something. <laughs> Fingers crossed, make it happen. Yeah, I'm hoping we can kind of w- put w- those w- two w- together. Watch our, watch our E3 uh, shows, and let's hopefully that as part of it. Yeah, leveldowngamescom forward slash E3 to see our complete coverage festivity schedule, and uh, we will put up all our reaction videos on YouTube.com forward slash leveldowngames shortly after each press conference ends. Hopefully, F Zero is part of Nintendo's man. That would be huge. That would be amazing. I can't wait to see that, man. That'd be awesome. So up next is Jessica Spook. Up next is the track that I said is going to be the final pick from this game in terms of new music. Now, there is that rule where anniversary episodes were allowed to do repeats. So you could totally see something else from this game in the feed. Or again, we do we we will make special, you know, there will be special occasions from time to time because there will be episodes where we want to explore music that maybe we've already played. But in terms of normal day-to-day episodes or week-to-week episodes, this will be the final time you hear something new from Super Mario 64. The name of the track is Ultima Koopa.
And that was Ultimate Koopa from Super Mario 64, which released here in North America September 29th, 1996. We have talked so much about Mario 64, I won't spend too much time on the details. Composed, obviously, by the legendary Koji Kondo, Ultimate Koopa. How epic is that track, dude? Pure church organ, and it doesn't I loop. It. It's like three minutes of a unique thing. It doesn't loop at all. It's just someone just... Well, not someone. It's Koji Kondo nailing. Brian, Koji Kondo is somewhere just killing a playing this epic song on a church organ. Yeah, I would pay pay cold hard cash to watch that happen. I would love to see one of these composers do like a live setting, like concert where they just played their music on a church organ. I would be there in a heartbeat. It's one of the coolest sounding instruments in the world. Brian will fly you out here to the States to do this, to make this happen. I will fly you to the studio to do an interview with you, but I won't actually do well, that because I can't afford you, it. If you're, flying, if, if you're flying to the States, they're, they're doing the interview, okay? That is either here nor there. I can't afford it. I'm sorry. No, no. We're going to use the petty cash. Don't worry about it. We have that. No, we don't. <laughs> it's petty right now. It's zero. Zilch. Not happening. Well, if you want to go, go to my PayPal, it's no, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you <laughs> if you want to come out here and just say you're already here and you want to, you know, do an, a concert on a church organ and maybe do an interview at Level Down Games, you know, that might be something we could do. But can't pay for it. Oh, my God, though, dude. What a great piece of music. Holy crap. I love it. That was a great track. Uh, it's a little little bittersweet, though, that we'll, uh, we'll never get to another new. Uh, yeah, I made sure track. like we've played every single track now because we just did the uh, the opening during expansion pack last week. Uh, something that we we probably are going to start doing around episode 100 in a couple weeks where we kind of played a couple short tracks in the middle of the episode just for fun. Uh, that was that and this are really the last two because everything else has been played. I double-checked, and it made me sad, because really, Super Mario 64 one of my favorite games of all time. I don't want to think that the music is over, but it's not. Again, anniversary episodes, special occasion episodes. There'll be more Mario 64 in the future. Just not right now. I just said there would be no more Mario 64 tracks, but... Might be something coming up, right? Come on, Frank. Yes. Grab a, hold of the, grab a hold of the transition as you'd like to do. Take it by the reins. Take it to the church as we just left. Well, actually, w- 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 for my track, uh, Mary wasn't exploring the Mushroom Kingdom. Instead, he decided to go get his medical degree. <laughs> <laughs> from Dr. Mario, this is the title screen theme.
from Dr. Mario. That was the title screen theme. This game came out later than I thought it did. It came out July 27th, 1990. I could have sworn this was an earlier track, but uh, by the, the great Hip Tanaka. We did a whole deep dive episode on yeah, Hip Tanaka. Mr. Tanaka. But we did, however, play Fever from Dr. Mario during that episode. Absolutely. We did, we did play Fever, which uh, is also... That's the, I think that's Fever is the, the Mario. Mario song. Yeah, absolutely. But this is also iconic. I mean, it's still just it, it, as... It's not, it's not as good, but it's still great. I mean, it's Hip Tanaka. It was going to be good of no matter course, what. Of course, of uh, course. Super good, man. Um, really great use... I mean, Chip Tanaka, as we talked about, his nickname. Yes. Really great usage of that chip tune. Like, very, very, very good. I love that he's still out there, too, just, like, DJing. Yeah, we talked about that during that episode uh, where he, he goes out there and actually goes out in, in DJs and turn, in clubs in Japan. I would love to see that live as we talked about in the last episode. That'd be super, super cool. Dr. Mario, actually, hang on. Wait a second. There really isn't a whole lot of music in Dr. Mario, is there? There's one more track that I is know. Is there one more? Show. Okay. I was trying to think if maybe there, Dr. Mario was also exhausted now as well with just those two tracks, but... I, there yeah, might be one or two more we can pick from. Fever, Chill, and Title Theme are the three I know offhand. Okay. I, I think I actually know Chill now that you mentioned it, too. I can think I'm pretty sure I can actually already pick it from the top of my head, like, what it actually sounds like. But, dude, such a good piece of music. And crazy that you, being such a huge Dr. Mario fan, have neglected it on, like, even radio hours, like, stuff like this. No, even, it's, it's, it's even Fever before we got to the Hip Tanaka episode. It is, because these are my favorite kinds of games. These are like puzzly, Tetris-y kind of games. Yeah. You know, these, these things fall by the wayside for some reason. You know, your, your brain just takes you a thousand different directions when you're trying to pick tracks. Uh, you got you to gotta tie it back in. I mean, you want to talk about another game that we only pick one track from? Just just in general? We've only played one song from the game DuckTales. The moon. <laughs> we played the played. moon. That's all we played. And these, these are games that like just big parts of our lives. Dr. Mario was a big part of my life as, as a kid. I can't believe we didn't play this. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it, it's super, super crazy. And this was a good title theme. Like, this is a good title screen theme. Yeah. This actually could have made the title screen episode as well. They, uh, th this was a colorful title theme. I remember because Mario was sitting there with uh, the colored, like, viruses in his hand and, like, Dr. Mario on the screen. Like, it was, uh, it was catchy. Like, that alone made me want to yeah. play the game. Like, not even really being a fan of Tetris back as a child. This released when? 1990? July 27, 1990. I hope that this music plays, or at least a remix of it plays, on the new Dr. Mario game coming from mobile games. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be really, really cool. Um, I probably started playing this. My aunt is a huge Dr. Mario fan. So this is like, she had an NES for Dr. Mario. She, it was like, you know, the grandparents nice. with the Wii and Wii Sports. No, she had an NES for Dr. Mario. So I used to play this all the time at her house when I would go over there. And I just, I was probably 91 era so i'm five years old i suck at these kind of games obviously i'm a i'm a child but i yeah. just because it's mario because of how colorful it was i wanted to play it even though i was bad at it the germs were cute i wanted to play the game <laughs> and the music helped so very very cool absolutely we have two tracks left two heavy hitters i think can't believe we haven't played either one of these two uh first up we'll go to mine from super Metroid, a game that Frank you just talked about on max level because you finished it. Just finished a couple days ago. This is the theme of Super Metroid.
And that was the theme of Super Metroid, which funny enough is actually the name of that track from Super Metroid, which released here in North America, April 18th, 1994, composed by the wonderful Kenji Yamamoto, as we've talked about before. Someone that is very much, you know, Metroid music. Anytime we talk about Metroid music, it's usually Kenji Yamamoto. Uh, We've played, I had to look here. We've played a few things. Yeah, we played two tracks from Metroid, Brinstar theme and Kraid's hideout, but nothing from Super Metroid you at all. It's a pretty, pretty damn good soundtrack, too. I literally just for the first time ever beat this game uh, the prior you know, last week as, as, as this video is, uh, is going up. Yeah, you beat it last week. Holy hell, man. What, what a soundtrack. Like It was a good soundtrack. Right. Exactly. I'm th- I can't believe we slept on this one. <laughs> Uh, we we did play Lower Norfair. I double I, I double checked. I didn't think we played anything from Super Metroid, but we have played no, uh, Lower Norfair. But Metroid, another series. We've only played three tracks from Prime, one from Prime Two, one from Samus Returns, and nothing from Corruption. Metroid is another IP and franchise that we've largely skipped here on BG Mania that we will make you know correct in the future with uh, modern and retro episodes like we're doing for some of these things. Uh, that might be fun to do. Same thing with our last track as well. It might be fun to do stuff like that as well, because it's another IP and franchise that we've largely ignored. But before we skip to it, I just want to say about this track, how freaking awesome the theme of Super Metroid is like this. Kenji Yamamoto <laughs> nailed is. this, dude. He absolutely nailed this. It's a perfect piece of music. It's really good. It, you said it all, man. I can't even add to that. It, it's perfect. Yeah. And it's funny that you literally, like I said, we, we I picked this not knowing you were playing through the game to talk about on max level like last week. It was it all spurred from a conversation I had with a friend. Um, I, I never played this game and a few others, which is a little embarrassing. Listen to max level when you hear about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I've been playing this between games. This is, uh, this is how I, 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 I took me about a week to beat Super Metroid. We shouldn't take you a week to beat Super Metroid. Just so you know that <laughs> couple couple hours is really all you need. It really is. It is a couple hours. I played it in little short bursts, but yeah, great game using save states on the SNES classic. That's the only way to do it. Man. This is the only I make no balls about that. For my last track, a game I actually have never beaten either. Well, I've beaten Super Metroid, but I haven't beaten this game. Uh, and we've only ever played one track from it. And this is Star Fox. Uh, we're going to close out with Carnaria, uh, which is probably the most, in my opinion, the most iconic track from Star Fox. One of the really one of the better pieces of video game music ever made. I, this track is phenomenal. This was composed by Hajime Hirasawa. Yeah, yeah, fan freaking tastic, man. Like someone that came in and just blew this soundtrack out of the water. Like this is in freaking incredible music because he didn't do anything else. And I'm pretty sure we talked about this when we played yeah. the one track from Star Fox before. We, we had played the main theme before from Star Fox. Yeah, he, he had like sound composition work on like Super Scope 6, another Japanese game where he contributed a few things. But really, his only composition is 1993 Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. Like, that's it. <laughs> What's crazy is, um, I looked this up afterwards. This is widely regarded, I believe it, and I think you believe it as well, as one of the top 10 video game tracks of all time. I agree. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. And again, this is a game I've never actually beaten. Um, I'm going to be plugging away at this one on my Super Nintendo Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it says he left, he left Nintendo in 1992. He was not even there for two years. Uh, so the game came out after he was already had left. He had already did the composition for it and he left. Uh, and he went off and founded Faith Incorporated, a company that produces music on demand. 
And to this day, in 2019, he is still the president of that company. That's crazy. Uh, can you imagine just having like one absolute masterpiece and then just disappearing from the public eye just to do your own thing? How great would that be? If you're only going to compose one thing, at least have it be epic like Star Fox was. I mean, like, he's that's one of like, the greatest uh, video game tracks of all time. They just <laughs> end on the high note. <laughs> that's like Masato Nakamura with Sonic, dude. Just doing Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 and then going away. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, like just just do something like that. Compose epic pieces of music and then just have that be your legacy. That's kind of, you know, it's it's cool. And Star Fox, man, such a great I love Star Fox. Do not get me. Wrong. I've beaten Star Fox SNES. Uh, I've played through Star Fox 2 on the Super Nintendo Classic. I played through Star Fox 64. Star Fox Adventures. I absolutely love, even though a lot of people don't. I really think that's a good game. The only one I wasn't a big fan of is the most recent one on the Wii U, Star Fox Zero. And that's the only one that I don't like. But I like everything else Star Fox, man. It's it's a big part of my childhood, especially the N64 version. That's the one I played the most because I was around 10, 11, 12 years old when that came out. I distinctly remember getting that VHS in the mail from Nintendo Power, hyping up Star Fox on the uh, on the Nintendo 64. Man, and dude, Cordinaria, it's so good. Like I said before, we played the uh, when we talked about Metroid, if we're going to do the uh, the retro and modern looks at Metroid in the future. I think it's only right that we do the same thing with Star Fox because there's so much good music there. That's a great idea. We have the pencil in for the future. Yeah, there's so much good music there, man. Uh, and, and this was a fun episode. This was a great episode. I knew this was going to be a strong episode. I'm glad it actually panned out the way I thought it would because this was a fan freaking tastic episode. I had a lot of fun, Brian. I had absolutely a lot of fun. As, as I mentioned, we were uh, trying to do some fun things leading up to our 100th episode. Uh, I think we're about done with that because next week we have a traditional end of the month episode and then it's episode 100, dude. We'll uh, we'll be announcing the the fun thing that we're going to be doing for our 100th episode next week at the end of Radio Hour. How do we make Radio Hour more fun? I'm going to do it by not wearing any pants. That's actually not a lot of fun for me. Like, I don't want to see that. I'll have to, I'll have to turn the camera off. <laughs> I don't want to see that, really. I don't need to see what you do on your spare time, laying there naked with a PlayStation VR helmet on, getting lost in the world of Moss. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me and my mouse friend. But that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show this week, unless you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we get on out of here. I think we said it all. All right. Well, that is going to do it. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to share your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And while you're at it, if you haven't already, twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. We're not live often. If we ever do go live, it tends to be on YouTube Gaming. If you want to follow someone that is live often on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash bruce underscore deduce b-r-u-c-e underscore d-e-d-e-u-c-e we've been doing themed song request nights recently it's been a lot of fun over there we had a kids bop night we had a cover night where we played a lot of metal and rock covers uh some other slower covers as well but we've been having a lot of fun over there come hang out with us interact with us in the chat it's always a good time kyle's fun if you listen to max level you'll have heard him in, in before and he's so handsome i'm glad you think so frank i'm glad you think so I'll let I him know. Trying to get our female, I was trying to get our female viewers to cook, give oh, him a I, shot. I was just going to let him know what, that you thought that, but I, I, I guess so. Okay. Uh, anyway. Oh, I tell him that all the time. You know, <laughs> Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook would be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, I already mentioned it. 
it's the end of the month. We're already approaching the end of May 2019. And because of that, we have another edition of Radio Hour lined up for you. Radio Hour volume 23, to be exact. You'll have five picks from me, five picks from Frank, one from you, the listener, which we already have gotten. Thank you. And one from Jessica. Can't wait to see what next week's episode has in store. I know my five picks already, and they are very strong. So I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Corneria from Star Fox, composed by Hajime Hirasawa. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.